Welcome to the Thrive Church weekly message. We hope you enjoy this message and we pray that it blesses you. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit thrivechurch.co.nz. Welcome, my name is Jack and um, I run Young Adults here, the 18 to 30. Make some noise if you're a young adult in the house tonight, come on. I'm pretty sure there's more of you than that. Make some noise if you're a young adult in the house tonight. If you're a youth from the project, make some noise tonight. And if you're an older young adult, make some noise in the house tonight. Yeah, that's cool. That's good. So make some noise if you like stories, because I really enjoy stories. Um, when I was planning this message, um, the title of it's called The Masterpiece, and I was like, what can I do? What can I create that um, will say more than I could ever say, and could get more words across and ha- make you have your own personal revelation? revelation. And the story came to my mind, and... Um, in this, for you to take notes, and if you don't take notes, normally I really encourage you to, especially in this part, because I really want to hear what God speaks to you in regards to the story, because I really feel like this story is um, a really key part of part of what I'm meant to do in life. So if you get something when I'm reading the story, then please write it down, even if it's like, that story was all right, you know, that's that's, that, that's good enough for me, okay? So please, 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 please do right, and especially in this part. And I give you permission, so you don't have to look at my face while I say it, to close your eyes. So if you want to close your eyes in this moment, if you're a visual person or you just get distracted by what is going around you, then feel free to close your eyes. But if you also just want to look at me, then that's okay. Does that sound good? Everyone said amen? Awesome. One day, a man was driving home from work to see his family, and as he was driving, he stopped the lights turned red. As the lights turned red, he noticed an entertainment system in the corner of his eye. And as he looked, he just didn't feel like it was just displayed there, but it was displayed for him and only him in this moment. So he quickly parked the car to get a closer look, and as he walked closer, he thought of the average TV system that he had at home. And he felt discouraged. As he walked closer and he saw this beautiful item that was in front of him, he knew what he had to do. He needed to see how much it was and if his family could afford it. Once he walked in and heard the price, he knew straight away what he had to do. And that was to buy it. All of it. They placed the big box into his car, which just managed to fit. And he drove off feeling content. And as he felt content, he saw a picture of his son in his mind and said out loud, I can't wait until my son sees this. He is going to love it. Once home, he began to set it all up, throwing the old TV and everything related to it out of the window and all it was worth. Once he had finished setting it all up, he called to his son and he said, son, come look, look what I've gotten you. The boy walked in and he was amazed. He couldn't believe his dad would get him something so incredible. The boy's father was pleased with his son's reaction until the boy walked to the corner of the room and went to where the box was, what it all came in. And he said, thank you, dad, for my box. The father's face changed from joy to confusion and said, no, no, son, that is not what I got. Look at the wall, look at the wall behind you. 
Look at the TV, the speakers. Look how incredible it is. But the boy was not interested in any of that. All he cared for was the big box that it all came in. And every day, the boy played with this box. He played with his box. It's where he became an astronaut. It's where he became a knight. It is where he became the president of the United States. It is where he became a rally car driver. Taking a pen, he wrote one down the box. Masterpiece. He called it this because it was where he could be whatever he wanted to be and create whatever he wanted to create. But this didn't last. The boy grew older and no longer was interested in this box, in his masterpiece. He grew out of it. He was now too busy with study as he was just accepted into the NASA space program where he was to become trained to become an astronaut, to be fully equipped to what it takes to be and live out of space. So he threw the now old and dirty box out. A few days later, a little girl was riding her bike and saw the old and dirty and now damp box on the side of the street. And she got closer and she noticed what was written on it, the word masterpiece. She tied some rope to her little bike into the big box and pedaled as fast as she could all the way home to show her mum and dad what she had just found. Her parents were confused by their daughter bringing home an old wet and dirty box. But they saw the excitement and the joy that was so intentional and so in front of them that they allowed her to keep it. She cleaned it up. She dried it out with her mum's hairdryer. And again, it became a masterpiece. In this old box, she would become a princess, a fashion designer, a world-class dancer, a business owner. But once again, the girl grew older and no longer was interested in her box. She was now too busy setting up her own boutique clothing shop. Since she was young, she had saved up all she could and was ready to start her business, her own shop. So she threw out the now ripped and old and only held together by tape, the masterpiece box. She threw it out. Some time passed and the boy who became a man was finally an astronaut working for NASA. One day he got in a massive argument with his boss over never feeling heard and his ideas seeming useless and that all he was trained and all what he had learnt for and believed in was a waste of time. Crushed from the conversation he had just had with his boss, he left too angry, too hurt, too broken to even drive. He just walked, and as he walked, he came to an alleyway, which was a shortcut to his home. As he went down it, he saw a dumpster with lots of cardboard in it, all crushed, from a local entertainment shop, except for one of the boxes was whole. He looked at the box, and he picked it up, and he was overcome with joy. He looked at the box and he remembered why and where it all started with wanting to be an astronaut. It all started in a box. His dreams, his potential masterpiece as a boy was now reality and it all came from a box. From that day forward, he always remembered that he had created a masterpiece. Some time had passed and the girl whose business started well began to crumble and all the debt Debt and all the bills flooded in and business was slow as she left her shop heartbroken, turning the open sign to now closed, not knowing if she could even open the shop tomorrow, let alone have the courage to. She got into a car and began to drive home, crying as the rain poured, knowing she was about to lose everything that she had created. As she drove home, nearly at her door, she saw a wet and dirty box on the side of the road. 
She instantly stopped the car and ran to the box. She picked it up and put it, on her, put it in her car, and she had no idea why. But then she remembered a little girl that found a box on the side of the road and tied it to a little bike and, and pedaled home, so excited to show her parents. She cleaned it up, she dried it out, and she placed it in her office and wrote Masterpiece across it. As she looked at the box, she was overcome with joy. She looked at the box and remembered why and where it all started. With wanting to own her own business, it all started with a box. Her dreams, her potential masterpiece as a girl was now reality and it all came from a box. That day forward, she always remembered that she had created a masterpiece and that failure was not the end but the beginning. With that, she opened her shop in faith and with courage the next day. You know, the dreams that you have are not merely nightly thoughts. When you go to sleep at night and you're like, oh, I wish I have a good dream tonight full of ponies and, and whatever else that you want to dream of, of the things that you want to see happen in your future, it's actually more than that. They are the goals, they are the visions, they are the potential masterpieces waiting to take place, which fill your, joy, fill your soul with such joy at even the thought of them. Anyone had that before? Those are those continuing visions of what you want your life to be at its highest level of fulfillment that make you ask yourself these questions. Make some noise if you've asked yourself this before. What do I want to do? How do I want to do it? And what kind of person do I want to become in the process? Make some noise. Everyone heard that before? Anyone thought that? Yep, not only me. Cool. One of the tragedies in this world is that most of us never think of ourselves as artists. We live our lives convinced that we are uncreative. We look at those around us who are in the media and we admire what they can do. We admire their skill. We admire their ability. We admire what is on their life. But then we stand to the side and thinking that our role in all of it is just to celebrate their uniqueness, to celebrate their skill to celebrate their ability. And so often looking at what these people around us have created, so often looking at those in media and looking what they've done, and that is the proof clearly that we are not creative. By their artistic skill, it's proof that we were never an artist or never a creator. Proof that we don't have what it takes to create a masterpiece. We have the popular belief that big things happen in big cities and big places as masterpieces can only be created in a big place. Have you ever thought how a city became a city? Because a people with a dream moved there to make it a city. A village became a town because people moved there. A town became a city because more people moved there that had a dream, that had a goal, that had a vision, that wanted to see something be released in a place. So often we're just looking at that. It's because big people choose to go to big cities. Right now, I just want you to close your eyes. I want you to think of a place where it seems dreams come true. I'm sure most of you are thinking LA, London, Paris, and, and places alike. And that's okay, because as I'm speaking this, and as I'm saying this to you, I'm also thinking of LA, and I'm thinking of Paris, and I'm thinking of London, and I'm from England, and I'm thinking of London. But just because we think of these places, and just because we think that this is where dreams come true, doesn't make it the truth. You know, I, I battle all the time 
For two years, this actually consumed me. It started small just as a thought until it took all of me. It made me bitter, hate living where I was living, in Christchurch in New Zealand, in all of my hurt, in all of my brokenness, not even wanting to be around those who were closest to me. Until the day I decided, now when I say I decided, this is what I really meant. I was at the end of myself. And I needed God more than ever as my head and my heart was in pieces. It's so interesting that we always seem to go to God when our lives are not together. But we don't when our lives are together. But what's so beautiful about that is that every time we go to God when our lives aren't together, He actually meets us where we are. He actually comes to us and say, look, it's been a while since you spoke to me. It may be the first time that you've even spoken to me, but I love you so much that I will speak to you and I will hear you and I'll believe in you, regardless if it was the first conversation that we had with him or it's been a while. He's always there. You know, I locked myself in a room here at church upstairs where for four to five hours I cried and I yelled. And for you that know what this is, I got deliverance. And I wrote a letter that changed everything. You know, to find the truth, please write this down. To find the truth, we must go to the master creator, the master builder, to see what his word says about it. In the very beginning, it tells us what he's all talking about. It's on the screen if you want to check that out too. Genesis 1, 26 to 27. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image in our likeness, so they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his image, in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You know, if you have any doubt here tonight, if this is your first time or you've never heard anything like this before, that God is creative and that he actually passed that to us, that creative ability, I just want you to look in the scripture, the word created. Not only that, but the statement that it says, let us make mankind in our image. If God created us in his image, just a thought for you, an image that created the stars in the sky, that placed the mountains on the land, that put the fish in the sea, who created everything from nothing. If we were created in that image, then by nature we are creative. And by nature we are called to create. As Glenn was talking about this morning through at church, we are his image bearers. Yet that we live in fear, if we aspire to be more, if we aspire to be creative, we'll discover ourselves as not. Becoming convinced that our failures will prove us to be frauds or just that we're pretending to be creative. From all this, we then begin to believe that creative people never fail and that believing the lie, we are then not creative. Yet Genesis 1 tells us something different. You know, how could we create if we weren't first created? How could we first design if we weren't first designed? You know, what stops us from stepping into the truth is that we're all creative. And you may believe that here tonight is fear. What may be stopping you? The thought of, will anybody like what I have created? What I have created is not good enough. What they have created or what I have seen, they've done better. What I have created that I saw in my mind is not how I wanted it to look. And as this consumes us, it stops a potential masterpiece. You know, I believe 
I want you to make some noise of this because I really hope you do too. I believe we're all potentially gifted. I believe we all have a potential masterpiece, but stepping into that takes us to take that self-doubt, to take that hurt, to take that past failure, to take the lies and hand it over to the Creator, the Father, God. And with that courage, allow God to remove the word potentially and leaving in its place a masterpiece. See, the reason why my message is called the masterpiece is because God created you a masterpiece. The reason why you can create a masterpiece because you are the masterpiece. Look at all of creation. Look at the stars in the sky. Man, they are beautiful, but they're not as beautiful as the people that I'm looking at right now. Really not. Or as me. (laughs) Being creative takes courage. It is only when we find that courage to create, to step out, that lies can actually be broken off. That that fear will be replaced with hope and that darkness will be replaced with light. You know, this is a letter that I wrote and I'm going to read it to you. And I want you to close your eyes in this moment. And so if you haven't closed your eyes while I've been speaking, you've just been looking at my handsome face and this is your time. Dear God, I have seen you do the impossible. I have seen you make the unimaginable become imaginable. It's clear you've called me to walk in this in the extreme, but why? I am angry and I am hurt. I don't want to be here. Why is it that I'm still here? What do you see, God, that I do not? I don't understand with every gift that you have given me that you'd be so unclear and keep me here. I'm living in a hallway where I thought I thought those who hear from you say it's time you'll know which to walk through. But as I step to every door that is open, I cannot walk through. As I try, it is impossible to. And I don't blame you, but I'm angry with you. I'm creative. You clearly know this. You created me. So why is it that you know this, but every time I dream or create, there's all for nothing in the end? And what a waste it seems. You have given me such talent, but everywhere I want to put it seems useless to put it. Is it you or is it me? You know my heart, don't you? So show me as it seems I don't know anymore. And maybe that is the whole point of it. But please, I beg you, show me more. Am I cold to make you famous? Or am I cold to stop it all here? Is my ministry with you just for me and you? The gift and skill set you have given me is breaking me. But does the book you wrote not say you will not give us more than we can bear? So why do you? And my thoughts rage war, <laughs> you listening father. Do you hear? Because you have done such signs and wonders with me, with stories of such wonder, but it seems it's all being plundered. You say I'm called to lead thousands, but I don't even want to lead a few. Will this ever be birthed or am I going to continue to be forever in labour, constantly in pain, believing in you and hear this church? As I won't stop, and I don't, stop, I don't believe backsliding is true. As it is impossible to stop believing in what is true, and that is you. You know, this is the letter that I wrote to God. And as I was writing this letter to God in that four to five hours that I spent alone in a room, man, he answered and he answered the whole time. The reason why I love reading this letter and why I think it's so powerful is because I believe God ministers so, so through it. I didn't get a letter back from God because God was talking to me the whole time I was writing it, when I was yelling it. You know, we have a sign in church, if you're looking for a sign to change the world, then this is it. Sometimes when we just read things out like this to God or write them down, God is actually responding straight away. You know, the past will be our future until we have the courage to create a new one. And masterpieces are created from risk and failure. If I could just have the keys up here, that'd be awesome. 
What I mean by that failure is how we choose to react to that failure. There will always be someone who maybe won't like what you've created, but that doesn't mean that it's not a masterpiece. And there will always be someone that could be better at something that you do, but that doesn't change the fact that you've got a masterpiece in you or that God has got something for you in this time or in this moment or in the life in this world before you leave it. (laughs) To the dreamers, and everyone I hope is a dreamer here, Walt Disney got rejected by a news article. You know what they said to him? He went for a job and he was working the news and they said, you are not creative. You will never work here and you can't work here. You need to leave. You're not creative enough. He started so many businesses and they didn't last very long and they ended in bankruptcy and failure. But he kept going and he kept believing and he kept dreaming until he created some of the most beautiful films that we have today. Lion King, man, come on. But Walt Disney was said that he'll never have what it takes to dream or create. To the inventors, Thomas Edison tried 1,000 times until he got what he created. And if you don't know what he created here tonight, he created the light bulb, the thing that glows this room. He tried 1,000 times. You know what he was told in school? He was told that he is even too stupid to learn. He was told his whole life that he was too stupid to learn, but he created what we all get to bask in right now. To the writers, J.K. Rowling. Rowling may be rolling in a lot of Harry Potter dough now. But in the beginning, before she published the series Harry Potter, she was nearly penniless. She was depressed, she was divorced, and she was trying to raise a child by herself while she also attended school. Rowling went from depending on welfare to survive to be one of the richest women to ever walk the planet in the span of only five years. She is now deemed as one of the greatest authors this world has ever seen, and her Harry Potter books have sold more copies than Shakespeare has. If you don't believe me, then luckily for Google, you've got it at home. To the artist Vincent van Gogh, during his whole entire lifetime, only sold one painting, and that was to his friend. He sold one painting, Vincent van Gogh, one of the greatest artists to ever walk. This world sold one painting to his friend and it was for less than you could ever imagine. But when he left, he kept pursuing because he knew that he was called to create, regardless of what everyone was for, what he saw. And he created over 800 pieces of art and that 800 pieces of art are now worth more than most art that has ever existed since. They're worth hundreds of millions of dollars to the musicians and I say this band because they're still so powerful and have such an influence still in how we see music today the Beatles few people can deny how great they are or or what they actually did to music they're bringing out a movie in a month but the thing is when the Beatles went to a record label every record label turned them away and you know what their main, main record label said to them that their sound is out that they will never make something that is worth listening to and that the guitar sounds and the tones that they use will never be seen. Imagine being the person saying that to the Beatles, okay? You know, creativity takes risk. God took a risk creating us. Everyone, please stand. Just look at us. <laughs> look at me. But he believed that he created a masterpiece and he did create a masterpiece. But for that to become whole, we actually need to recognize it. 
We need to activate it. We need to allow the band, you can come now. We need to allow the Father to show us it. No matter where we live, we live in a world of artists. While it is clear that world-class art and people are drawn to world-class cities, but world-class talent is in every single person in this room. World-class talent is in every single person in this room. And if I didn't mention something in a, in a field that you do before, it doesn't change the fact that you're not creative. So any lie that you have right now, I just declare in Jesus' name, that be gone. Because there's world-class talent in every single person in this room. So everyone to close your eyes. If you're here tonight and, and you're like, you thought, I've got nothing to create. I'm not creative. What can I do? I can't do this and I can't do that. But you're here tonight and you've been thinking, you've been hearing the words that I've been saying, which I really hope have gone to your heart and to your mind. If you're here tonight and you've got something that you want the world to see, I just want you to lift your hand. Awesome. hands down. If you're here tonight and this is the first time that you've heard about Jesus, this is the first time that you've heard about God and you would like to just become his friend because he's been wanting to be your friend for a pretty long time now, then just put your hand up. Every eye should be closed, so that's all good. If you're here tonight and you're like, man, Jesus sounds pretty cool. God sounds pretty cool. He created me pretty awesome. I just want you to put your hand up. Awesome, I see that hand. See that hand too. Actually, before we carry on, let's just celebrate that right now. So... We're all going to say this together, church. Um, put your hand on your heart because that's good. I don't know where my heart is, lol. Um, Louise, help me. Um, God, right now, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you died for me. Right now, right now, I give you my life. I give you my life. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I ask that you fill me. I ask that you fill me. In your name, we pray. Amen. Now let's make some noise because God is awesome.